0: Welcome
1: to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Panther Puri. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, TJ Peterson. And folks, look the brooms. Florida Panthers have swept the Carolina Hurricanes in the 2023 Eastern Conference Final, and for the first time in 27 years, the Panthers are headed to the Stanley Cup Finals.
0: I have nothing. I'm
1: speechless. Like genuinely, genuinely. I, <laughs> I, I, I want. To do like a full retrospective on the season, just like the how we got here of it all. But that is better saved for after all of the hockey is done. In in one more win, this will have been the most successful season in the history of the Florida Panthers franchise. Matthew Kachuk. Okay. Here's here's where where, where we can start tonight. Um up until tonight. To me, Sergei Bobrovsky was going away the cons my favorite for the Florida Panthers, but Matthew Kachuk tonight in particular has made his case a hell of a lot stronger. I mean, he he was already there was already plenty of like oh Kachuk or Bobrovsky if the Panthers get get all the way there, um. I was very firmly planted on the side of Bobrovsky, but something about tonight, and I'll tell you exactly what that something is, it's the two goals he scored, including the series-clinching goal on the power play, five seconds left in the third period. It doesn't get much more clutch, much more valuable, much more, I mean, I I don't even know, like than that, than that. I, i We were told that Matthew Kachuk disappears in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Flames fans. I hardly disagree. This man now has, what, nine goals in this postseason? 12 and 4, 16 games, nine goals in 16 games, and 21 points, I think.
0: Which is a Panthers franchise record.
1: That doesn't sound like disappearing to me. Mm -mm. And not to mention, he has shown the fuck
0: up when it matters Mm mm-hmm listen I, I don't know what team you mentioned there but I'm not here to talk about them we're in the finals uh real quick on on Carolina I already kind of gave the the eulogy a little bit on Twitter and I and I I know it's very easy to say these kinds of things after you're successful after the victory and you know there, there's no way for them to come back. There's nothing for them to shit talk about. But, like, there's nothing for Carolina to feel bad about here. I wouldn't say... Like, I know
1: where you're coming from. I wouldn't say there's nothing to feel bad about. They didn't win
0: a game. Nothing to, nothing to feel ashamed about, I guess. Like, I understand. I'm not trying to say... No, oh, I, yeah, Carolina I, I get... played a perfect series. Right. But they did not really do... Anything egregiously wrong. They kind of just met a team that was a little bit better at doing pretty much everything that they were doing. Like, and I mean a little, I mean, like, it was four one goal games, two millimeters better.
1: It was four one goal games. It was two overtime, one fucking four overtime. Uh huh. I mean, one with five seconds left. Right. It it was four one goal games, mm-hmm. Carolina. Like you played this series again, I still think the Panthers win.
0: Not in they four. win six out of ten times. I yeah. think
1: sure. I'll, I'll allow that, and I don't think they sweep every time they win. Oh no, they sweep one Once. out of every they sweep fifty times out of every. Yeah, I mean, I I saw a very interesting stat. Um, on, on the TNT post game broadcast apparently since 2009 Carolina is 0 and 12 in the Eastern Conference final they've been to three conference finals and have been swept every time yeah that's brutal
0: we've we've been talking about it a lot about how like y- you can go through a lot with a team but it doesn't matter if you get a cup and in 2006, yeah. the Hurricanes won a cup. And if they had never won a cup, I would feel a little bit worse about the fate that they met. But, like, that cup's in pretty recent memory. I know it was... I don't know if I agree. 17 years ago, but... Yeah,
1: I'm not going to say that that's pretty recent memory, especially not for the current crop of Hurricanes players. It's in more recent memory for one of the Panthers players.
0: Yeah, on that team. <laughs> That's right. I, I, yeah, there
1: there are a lot of very interesting storylines. Uh, Paul Maurice reached the Stanley Cup finals as the head coach of the Hurricanes mm-hmm. while Rod Brindamore was a player on that team. Mm-hmm. And now here we are 20 years later uh, with Paul Maurice as the head coach of the Florida Panthers defeating Rod Brindamore in the Eastern Conference finals. Rod Brindamore's Carolina Hurricanes in the conference final. Uh there's the Stahl brothers narrative. Eric and Mark won. Uh so sorry, Jordan. You're still younger brother. You're still you're still little brother. Uh, even though you are actually the best one of the three of them at NHL hockey in 2023. I I mean I just the Panthers are going to the cup final, man. I
0: I don't know you're- how much else, how much more there really is to say. Let me, let me, that it it goes deeper than that. The 92 point Florida Panthers, coached by Paul Maurice, just swept the Eastern Conference finals.
1: I don't know how much I agree with using coached by Paul Maurice.
0: No, well, here's why I say that. Here's why I say that. Two months ago, that would have been the part that would have been crazier. No, no, I don't think I agree.
1: Two months ago, I think saying that the the Panthers will make it to the Stanley Cup final was a pretty fucking crazy thing to say.
0: Well, how about, let's say, five, six months ago, around the midpoint of the season?
1: Well, I mean, that's when we were still kind of going a bat for Paul Maurice because his system... We were,
0: but... We we had to go to bat for him because there were people on the other side.
1: True. Um, I I do want to take a victory lap around you for a minute though. Okay. Um, because this was this was a trade deadline, uh, where you were very adamant about the Panthers trying to see what they could get for some of their players, uh, and Alex and I were one very- of their players one of their very players. firmly on the side of you don't do that because this is a team that should still make the playoffs and once you get in anything can happen and your response to that was usually yeah but how often or how likely is it that something will and we said that's not the point the point is that it can hey tj it's happening the anything that can
0: happen has happened up to this point. So One player, though. One player. You can't say multiple players. I didn't want to tear the team no, down. We, we
1: did do a whole segment. Uh, we did do a whole Smasher Pass style
0: segment on whether or not we should trade certain players. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't want to trade anybody with term. Just, just thought that uh, it wasn't their year that they just weren't going to get the bounces, they weren't going to get the luck. That was the worst take of all. Look, the
1: funny thing about luck, and I've been saying this all postseason, it usually turns around eventually. It does. And all of the luck that the Panthers did not have in the regular season
0: is evening itself out now. I mean, this is... Maybe even more dramatic than it was in the regular season in the other direction, which was pretty dramatic. but
1: I would say it is equally as dramatic just over a more condensed schedule.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's
1: accurate. Because that's always what happens in the playoffs. Everything seems a little bit more important because in the playoffs, if you lose four games, you're out. In the Mm -hmm. regular season, if you lose four games okay, go on a little bit of a heater and you'll be fine.
0: I mean, they did. They lost four games in a row, and we went on here and talked to George about how they would need to (laughs) basically run the table in order to make the playoffs, and based on the teams that they had just lost to, they probably weren't going to. I mean, they lost to, like, Buffalo and Ottawa and...
1: Columbus and Philadelphia and Chicago. That was earlier,
0: though. I'm talking about that four-game streak, but you're right. They did lose to those teams. And uh Chicago did end up you know returning the favor a little bit. oh they sure did without Chicago's
1: help the Panthers aren't in the playoffs at all
0: yeah I I, I mean we kind of talked about how that that's a little bit of a stretch but it's it it's fair I mean honestly yeah, no, there,
1: there's a butterfly effect angle to it but like given everything if Pittsburgh beats Chicago in game 81.
0: They probably also beat Columbus in 82. I, I I think that the Panthers would come out much hotter against Carolina, though. Like, it took them a while probably. to get going. A long time. Oh,
1: also, I suppose we should point out that congratulations, everyone who wanted Carolina in round one.
0: <laughs> you guys I were mean, right. They were way I mean, easier right. than the Bruins. They were way easier. <laughs>
1: I don't remember if I specifically stated that I wanted Carolina or New Jersey um I think that was a head and head and heart situation, right but
0: I think uh, I said that I wanted Carolina because of the injuries yeah and I mean they, I, I they I think ended that's up where I landed too they ended up playing a pretty big part because this was a yeah. team that badly needed somebody like a special cloud. my
1: goodness and game four in particular. Jacob Slavin goes down. Stefan Nason goes down. Martin Natchez goes down, comes back, but still like this was a brutal game for Carolina. Was there an update on Slavin? By the
0: way, I really hope he's okay. That didn't look Uh, great.
1: He said he's feeling fine and agrees that it was a clean hit.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was a clean hit. Uh, I don't particularly need to know that he agrees. Just wanted to make sure that he was okay. Um, not yeah. that I'm not that I'm saying that you shouldn't have brought that up I think that it is interesting no, but I'm just, um, yeah,
1: I'm just saying what he said about
0: right it. right right totally um the the thing about Carolina has always been that their strategy is predicated around volume and just the crossing of your fingers that volume will eventually just you know be like a the straw that breaks the camel's back, the uh, death by a thousand cuts. And, yeah. uh, you live and you die by that strategy. Sometimes you score six goals and sometimes you score zero Yeah, and both outcomes are decently likely, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, I, I, like I'm, I'm proud of the analytics community. I have to say, because I think that there are very few people who are like, look at these shot metrics, look at the expected goals, Carolina dominated. How did they lose this series? All the smart people may have been led to say something along those lines is usually looking at something like that. They, they are looking a little bit deeper at this and they're seeing what I think happened, which is that the Panthers did a good job at, making those scoring chances, those shot attempts really purely cosmetic. I mean, Bobrovsky had a very good series, but he did not need to be super God, you know, version two electric boogaloo in order to get this, this one over the line. I mean, today he, he was good, but you know, you you wouldn't say Bob stole this game. No, not at all. Not to say, up... I, I, yeah, I mean, in my
1: head, I was about to say Bob almost
0: lost us this game, but that's not really fair either. It's not, no. Um, I don't think he gave up anything bad, honestly.
1: Yeah, the first goal was just a bit of bad luck.
0: Yeah, I wish that he would have covered it, but I mean, like, it's pretty harsh to say that, like, he should have.
1: The second one was the uh, the Vinan goal.
0: I don't think he really had anything to do with that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a tough, uh, you, you don't really blame Bob for that one. Third goal was Jesper Foss. I'm trying to remember the situation a little bit, uh, but I don't remember that being like a brutal Bob giveaway.
0: It wasn't. It was, it was, it was kind of amazing that they, he got that shot off and it went over uh his shoulder. I mean, this was a game where I felt like Carolina got some of that luck back. Like all three of the goals had an element of luck. And I mean, hey, every goal does have an element of luck. Yeah. The Panthers second goal was off of a pretty funky bounce that went right to Kachuk fourth goal. We'll talk about it, I think later, but you know, a little bit of good fortune on that the game winner. You you know, it's such a, it's such an easy thing to say. Like it can always go either way. um, it, It feels like, but there are things to point to and, You can use them to say, well, this is why the series went Florida's direction, and this is why if you play the series 10 more times, it doesn't necessarily go to Carolina nine of them, despite the fact that they have the cosmetic shot attempts and expected goals, whatever advantage. And I'm I'm
1: looking at a couple of different sources that have uh, their own individual expected goals metric. and this is across all situations, and none of them have Carolina's expected goals below three, which means that Bob had a good game. He, yeah. he, he pretty much did about what, what was expected. Uh, Money puck has the uh, all situations XG at uh, Carolina's at 3.19. Uh, natural stat trick, all situations expected goals of 4.36. Uh, evolving hockey, uh, expected goals against Bob, 3.46. So he either had, like, a good game or a pretty good game. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that any of those really say that he had a great game. Maybe you can make the argument for the natural stat trick one.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But again, Carolina's system makes publicly available XG models go a little wonky. Uh, Mm -hmm. But all that to say that, like, in no way, shape, or form did Sergey Bobrovsky have a bad game.
0: I think that's fair. Um, I wouldn't
1: say that Freddie had a bad game either, for the
0: record. He no, just he just let
1: in one more goal than Bob.
0: Mm-hmm. And got a little bit screwed by his own defenseman, I think, for the fourth goal. Um, but yeah, just, that, was, that was rough. Just overall, it's like facing talented shooters. I mean, look at the people who scored Ryan Lomberg being kind of the exception. But okay. you got Ant- Uh I wouldn't say that. In terms of like reputation, yeah, but that play was beautiful. The play was great, but I mean we're talking about the shooting talent of the players involved. Anthony Duclair, sniper. Alexander Barkov, sniper. He didn't score a goal. Not tonight, but he scored oh, two goals okay. in the series. Yes. Uh Carter Verhage, sniper. And Matthew Kachuk, who ended up getting uh.
1: Four Court goals.
0: Con Smythe. Sam Reinhardt also. I mean, barely any guys who were just like, you know, playmakers or just guys had scoring moments in, in yeah. these games for the Panthers. It was it was pretty much the top six and really the cream of the crop in the top six the whole time. There was that one exception, the fourth line goal. Let's talk about it. because It was so pretty, man. It was a... It was poetry <laughs> in motion. It was I could hardly believe definitely my eyes. Definitely
1: the nicest goal that the fourth line has scored, especially as a as a singular unit. I mean, good on Lomberg for getting Konkiniem to bite on the initial move and opening up that space to get the pass off to Stahl. Uh like in in real time, it almost looked like Stahl and White. Both made their passes by accident, uh, but then you slow it down and realize, like, no, those were all extremely intentional moves. Yes, absolutely. It like that was a that was a beautiful passing play.
0: More all, of you are all around. more of you are on the Colin White hive than I realized, based on something that I tweeted after or during Game Three. That's one for us because he made a great play. Yeah. And Lomberg finished it off. And just uh wow, that was the because that was the one moment that the depth got in this in the series. Um, and I, I did want to talk about the depth a little bit because it was it was kind of a rough series for Lundell and Reinhardt when they were at five on five, 42 minutes and 40 seconds of five on five ice time. Uh they were out attempted 44 to 24, out shot 25 to eleven, outscored one to nothing. And the XG was actually kind of a respectable 42%, but in, in general, uh, it didn't go super well. And then uh, Lundell, Reinhardt, Lomberg tonight, 1204, out attempted 22 to 6, out shot 9 to uh, 1. They didn't have a great series as a line and got kind of exploited, but hey, they survived. Yeah. And yeah. you got to the Matthew Kachuk minutes. Oh you got man. to the top line minutes. Top line outscored Carolina three to nothing at five one five. They were positive in everything except for Fenwick, which who cares about Fenwick, it's fake stat. Um <laughs> I'm I'm being, I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. also also under 50% scoring chances, but not high danger scoring chances. So there you go that was the best line of five on five this whole series. I mean, they dominated game one team doesn't have a chance without that impact that they had in game one and um, still, still processing this, but very happy with the way that they played. Very happy with the way Bob played defensively. You can't be really unhappy with any of the six guys for hockey related reasons. Again, (laughs) <laughs> but you know like uh, hey Aaron Bold Eckblad, you to assume that I can't nitpick Mark Stahl Aaron, Aaron Ekblad had his best four playoff games I think it's fair to say Brandon Montour didn't look as good as he did in the previous two series but that would have been very hard to do yeah. he still looked very good and I also uh, on
1: that note I do also want to note that one thing that has been very nice about these playoffs is when one player has disappeared, there's always been someone to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. In in round one, it was Barkov offensively. He was still at a very solid defensive series. Actually, no, he kind of got his ass kicked by Bergeron once, uh, once Bergeron came back, but uh, in round one, it was Barkov and Kachuk stepped up. In round two, it was everyone and Bobrovsky stepped up (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. and here in round actually in round three. I mean, Montour, I guess. Uh, I don't really think anyone really disappeared in round three though. By the way, the, uh, I can see the guitar hotel from my window. It is red. It is lit up a bright red right now. We see red baby. Uh, it's 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 really nice to see that there's always been someone to carry the load when when one when one player or a player or two kind of has
0: an off night mm-hmm. and I mean yeah that's that's a huge reason that the Panthers are where they are uh the the other individual moments of this game I'm just I'm gonna go in non-chronological order because I might forget some of them, but the The fourth goal, the game-winning goal, the oh, the no. goaltender interference. What What was your opinion on it? Was whether or not sick. personally, that's where I land on it as well. But i I thought that there was no way it would count because of game management. I thought that the NHL would be like, okay, well, there's enough that we can say that it was goaltender interference, and we'll just keep the game going. Game I management.
1: think had had Moore challenged. I think we may have seen a little bit longer of a review, and maybe uh, the goal gets called back. But that was just a situation room challenge to confirm which is on the
0: ice. yeah, which is the only thing that can happen in the last minute and in overtime,
1: right? So, um,
0: you did see a little bit
1: of Sam Bennett stick, uh, in between Freddie's skates, but that was after. Brett Pesci made contact with Sam Bennett. And bef- and prior to that, it was Pesci's stick
0: in Freddie's skates. hmm The skater gets the benefit of the doubt, I feel like, rather than the goalie in those situations. Yeah. Like that's just my my impression that's been shaped by seeing the result of these. Especially
1: challenges. when any potentially uh Malicious isn't the right word, but uh, when, especially when the contact is initiated by a defenseman, by one of the defending team's players. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: none of that happens if Pesci's stick isn't in Freddie's legs.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you have been shocked if it was overturned? Probably not. I definitely wouldn't have been, like I said. But I didn't think it would be. Probably the right call.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was that like sinking feeling when they said they would review it. That was like, ah, shit, here we go again. Um, but immediately upon seeing replay, I I felt very confident that the call was going to be confirmed.
0: What are the other like significant moments of the game that we haven't already discussed?
1: I mean, the Sam Bennett hit. We talked more about just oh, slave is slaving okay. We didn't really talk about the hit itself. Um. I I think
0: it was really just about Slaven being distracted, like Slaven not really being aware that Bennett was coming at him. Yeah, I don't good think Lord it was like, it. I don't think it was like a beautiful hit or anything. Like it was definitely a good hit, but it was a very heavy hit. Yeah, but and it was a
1: perfectly clean hit.
0: I don't think this is even in like the Truba Nether region of like clean, but not a great thing to yep. to do. I sort of interesting agree that with... you
1: have Truba as the face for that. I would put McAvoy as the face of that. What? Well, no, Truba has been the face of that. In yeah, the, I guess in McAvoy the...
0: crosses more into dirty hit more often. <laughs> uh, I I have to plead ignorance in this case. I don't really know. About that, but I I feel like the true thing comes up all the time. Uh, some of the hits that he has, like he seems to go high, even if he doesn't hit the head. And I Bennett didn't go very high here, and it's not like Bennett's a clean player. We're not, but we're not going to like right, suddenly no. make. We're not going to say that like Bennett is not the kind of guy that would do that because it's just not true. But it didn't happen here.
1: It, right, like it's
0: to the point where I would almost say. Sam Bennett got
1: lucky that that was a clean hit. But also, like, the guy knows how to throw a hit. He just also has a temper. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of knowing how to throw a hit but having a temper, um, Radko Not his uh, yeah. most collected game, I would say. That's why we should have traded him. I'll kill you. <laughs> um... His that that interference penalty he took in the first period against Sebastian Ajo, I just I would love to know what the fuck is going through Radko Gudas's head in that moment. He uh, so Aho goes for the hit, Gudas avoids it, like gl- the hit glances off him. Aho ends up on the ground, and Gudis makes a, a a beautiful outlet pass to Sasha Barkov. Who now has the puck in the neutral zone, chance for an entry with possession. And Goudis decides, hey, you know what would be a super great thing to do right now? What if I just leveled Sebastian Ajo? Leveled is probably a little bit more intense than what it was. It was really more. What if
0: I just blatantly interfered with him?
1: Yeah. What if I just like hit him a little bit? Like, what if I just hit him right now for no reason? Like, to
0: gain a competitive advantage in an illegal way. What that's are you thinking, Radko?
1: Like, what are you thinking? So I really think want it's to not know gonna what get the called this was maybe, maybe, maybe it was a thing that's like, oh, this this doesn't always get called, and I'm annoyed at Aho, so I'm just gonna take my frustrations out on him while I don't have the puck. But like you did your job perfectly on that play. Why sully that by by even putting yourself in a position to take a penalty like that?
0: I'm letting you cook here because I just completely agree. Like, <laughs> why? Why would you do that, Ratko? I mean, he's got lucky. He yeah. he got lucky twice because he took another bad penalty. Yes. Yes.
1: This When I say this is not his most collected game, yeah, the, the interference call against Aho was the most blatant example of that, but it was not the only example of that. And mm-hmm. I guess apparently Gudet and Aho just, like, hate each other now because they were kind of <laughs> going at it all game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Aho. Um, I felt like a lot of the impact players for Carolina didn't really like m- make a difference. They weren't noticeable. Aho is a big time exception. He was very yeah. noticeable in this series. And Kamiyami is kind of a baby.
1: Something that I've learned. <laughs> he looks this. like a baby. No, Doesn't but not he? even that. Like he, he just he strikes me. Okay, this is going to sound super weird. very caught Kamiyami acts on the ice like he like he seems very entitled to me on the ice uh-huh you know he thinks things should just go his way because yeah. he's just barry Konkaniemi and why shouldn't they yeah like, that's I mean, kind like, of
0: the vibe i get from him it's annoying that like what, what have you ever done my guy like come on
1: yeah cool you were you were the the third overall of pick. offer sheet that everyone was talking about for all of two weeks like I, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like he feels like everything should just go his way just because his name is Jesperi Kotkaniemi and the Hurricanes offer sheeted him.
0: Dude, you're like the seventh best finished player in the game. Like, come on. Chill out.
1: Is he better than Ranta? Is Or is he, is he worse than Auntie Ranta? That's a good one, man. I don't know. Well, because those are the seven. Barkov, Etu, Lundell. Aho, Taravinen, Kotkaniemi and 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 uh Ranta. So you are you are at best the sixth best Finn in this series. Maybe settle down.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> and then chill gets out burned by Ryan Lomberg of all people. Yeah. I I thought I kind of thought he had a good series though in the first 3 games cuz like I was saying um Nate Chass, like Really disappointing. Did not have a very good series. Uh Tara and finally showed up today. He was hurt. So yeah. I understand that one. Brent Burns, like really expected a lot more from him offensively. It just yeah, didn't kind happen. of a
1: Panther killer in recent years. Absolutely. It seems like he always
0: like floats
1: one into the net bombs from the point that yeah. just find their way in. Did not do that this series. Um Jordan Martinook, who a lot of Canes fans had at, like, Carolina's con-smart candidate, was
0: invisible. He had a big series against New Jersey, but was pointless against the Islanders, and I don't believe he had a point in this series, but he I might have been he on the uh, yeah, He's yeah, on maybe that on the
1: for but, like, he was largely invisible this series.
0: Yeah, uh, the defense for Carolina. I I mean, I guess that they kept Florida to the outside for most of the series. Like they scored four goals in this game, and that was the only game they scored more than two in regulation. So, I mean, that that one's hard to track. Like uh, offensive players are way more noticeable when they're having a good game than defensive players.
1: Yes. Um, The conventional wisdom surrounding defensemen is the less you notice them, the better. Yeah. I think that's becoming less... Acceptable as uh-huh. uh, as uh, as a point of analysis, uh, as defensemen are becoming more and more part of the play, and mm-hmm. not just like don't fuck up in your own end. Um, but yeah, that that Carolina defense
0: gave Florida just enough breakdowns. Mm-hmm. To, uh, they that's exactly goals. what happened. Yep. yep. They, they were just that little bit worse than Florida's right. and that and that, that goes it, back to your point that like mm-hmm. Florida was just a little bit better at everything mm-hmm. amazingly special teams being one of those things, yeah, for sure, So the Florida Panthers will play
1: the winner of the Vegas and Dallas series in the Stanley Cup final. We will have obviously our own uh its own separate preview episode once that series is decided. The Stanley Cup will begin. The Stanley Cup Finals will begin no earlier than May 31st, from what I understand. Uh, Yeah,
0: who knows if that's official, but I buy that. But just because the
1: Panthers get a little break here doesn't mean that we do. Uh, So keep your eyes peeled for more uh, more content uh, about the run so far, Mm -hmm. about uh, and about
0: what's coming next. Yeah, we got a bunch of mailbag questions, but uh, I think that we're going to have to leave them for the recap or the preview of the Stanley Cup. Um, I think I think a lot of people are going to be plugged in to this playoff run. I don't think that's a hot take to say people are people are excited about it, people want to get more content, so we'll have no shortage of reasons to keep pumping things out. So keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears open. And we'll keep filling them with our sweet, sweet content.
1: Rate us five stars. Shit, man! I at, at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, where the Stanley
0: Cup lives. Yeah. Uh, year round. Rate us five stars on the uh, whatever, whatever. Like, um, what word do you use to describe like Uber or Airbnb, like a sharing economy app? You know what gig, I mean? Yeah, like gig economy stuff. Uh, not quite gig Yeah, economy, whatever but... one of those apps lets you rent the Stanley Sci- Cup. Soul. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you could find one of those apps like, you know, rent a cup. Rate us five stars on that app.
1: <laughs> rent a cup. Uh, before we officially sign off, I do want to say, seeing Barkov just run off into the locker room with the Prince of Wales trophy was adorable, hilarious, and amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. I I, I want to say I'm really happy that they touched it. That t- superstition is yeah. fucking stupid. This is a hard trophy to win. It's not the trophy that you want to win. But, like, you know, Kachuk's philosophy this whole time has been, like, the point of this is to enjoy it, so I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can. And I love that, and I agree with it 100%. And if you, if you have to be joyless about this win, like, you're probably, like, there's a, Roughly 50% chance that it's all gonna be meaningless then and it will all be miserable. <laughs> like right. Come on. So
1: again, keep your eyes peeled for additional content and until uh until then, go Panthers, stand the cup final bound.